Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! You hear the sound of those sirens, that can only mean one thing. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Outsider's Edge podcast here on the uh, Chairshot Radio Network. This is your boy, Mr. Kyle Moore is almost forgetting the intro, and I am joined as always by my good brother, Mr. Rance Morris. Morris. How you doing, sir? It's rough over there, isn't it? (laughs) It's early as hell, y'all. We're doing this on the weekend for once so this is a little early for us but yes. yeah this is I, the saturday morning version of the intro <laughs> and it is not as smooth i'm actually doing good although you know another weekend another game another day that everything's getting their ass beat but such is life but what about you man how you living i love the shirt you got the best Sami Zayn shirt ever made dancing Sami Zayn, dancing Sami Zayn. i'm doing pretty good i'm going to get my tattoo colored in later today so it's you know i'm a no, the Munchlax has already been colored in. I'm going to get Link colored in today. Got you. Okay. Munchlax, yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the Pokemon stand. Nah, you good. Are, so I apologize. Nah, you're good. I'm going to go get my tattoo colored in today. Um, things are going good here in Casa de Moors. So, you know, everything is rolling. Um, you know, recently I went and I saw the new Spider-Man movie. And yes. things are getting big into the multiverse now. And... I'm here for the multiverse because I'm really hoping that they're going to use the multiverse to introduce the mutants. But we're not here to talk about that multiverse. We're here to wow. talk about the multiverse of wrestling. To to steal the phrase from Keith Lee, I am basking in your glory. That was fantastic. I mean, this is the show for hashtag journalism. Go buy the shirt. Um, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Uh, however, um, I can't take credit for calling it the multiverse of wrestling. I stole that from the former Aiden English. Not the point, not the point, not the point. Um, the point is WWE recently made some announcements about the entrance for the women's Royal Rumble match. And I've seen a lot of people really upset in terms of why are you announcing everybody? Give me some surprises, save some surprises. There's still 11 women left to be announced, and I'm sure they aren't going to announce all 11 of them. And they haven't already told us that Bad Bailey's coming back. So when her music hits, y'all can all bask in her glory. Um, However, among the entrants that they have announced, they go through and they give this big video package and they talk about your usuals. Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H., um, your returning legends, the Bella Twins, Kelly Kelly, Summer Rae. Summer Rae, that was a surprise. Yeah. That was a big shocker. Um, Lita's another one. She was on SmackDown last night. 
But then they went ahead and announced that the Impact Knockouts champion and future Hall of Famer, Mickey James, will be in the Royal Rumble, which is a huge deal because not only did they announce Mickey for the Royal Rumble, they announced her both on the show and on their socials as the Impact Knockouts champion, Mickey James. Big deal. Like, WWE just out here acknowledging Impact is a thing in 2022. Like, wow. Uh, there's so much to unpack with this. So much to unpack. Do you, so where do you want to start? You want to start with the Mickey situation? You want to start with the Rumble in general? Where you no, no. I want to start with something even more rudimentary. Rance, when's the last time we talked about Impact as not a joke on this show? Oh, man, does it exist? <laughs> <laughs> Was Kayla still on the show? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, like they got us out here talking about Impact Wrestling. Seriously. It is. Look, give them all the credit in the world. You're right. I don't remember the last time. Maybe it was one of those Matt Hardy. Uh, no, I remember when it was when we bought the they tricked us into buying either Slammiversary or Bound oh, for Glory that one year. That's right. When the Good Brothers debuted. They kept yeah. teasing that they were going to give us all this good shit. And then they yeah. gave us all this because impact go impact. And I, look, I, I, I have always been a person who I believe in as a executive. I may not be the biggest believer in Don Callis, but I, I tend to believe in Scott Dillmore. I think he usually does good work. Sensible yeah. work, if nothing else, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, Scott Demore was the first person to get behind Robert Roode and Team Canada and Eric, Eric Young. Young, PD, yeah. Yep. And I mean, not for nothing. Everybody that he took into Team Canada, they all turned out to be huge stars for Impact. Well, and hey, several of them went hey, on hey. to... Well, and several of them went on to be big stars in wrestling overall. But I stand corrected. Let's continue. <laughs> it's Okay. He gets, we, you, you gotta have the big hoss, right? It's okay. Every real stable members, gotta have all, a Janetti. Every <laughs> there you go. The real members all became stars. You're right. Um, don't fire Eric. Don't fire Eric. Look, I I I feel him because every time he come out and the pyro will go off and he get he gets scared. That's me in real life. Because if you've ever been to a show with me, I will close my ears for the pyro. I can't. I will stand. also say. Don't fire Eric. Eric Young is the way that you get an actual superhero gimmick off because Super Eric got over in a way that Nikki A.S.H. did not. Hurricane Helms got over in a way that Nikki A.S.H. did not. I know Nikki A.S.H. got a push and got a title reign. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in terms of organic crowd overness, talk to Gregory and Eric about how to get a superhero gimmick really going. But she turned heel on Rhea, so it don't matter now. She's Professor Chaos now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's Professor Chaos, word to butters in South Park. Yes. Um right, But no, let's, let's let's get into the forbidden door. Okay. So it's 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 so much of this that I kind of want to talk about and break down. But the, the forbidden door part of it is funny to me, right? Because number one, I think we have to acknowledge that for all of their issues and for all of their frailties and for all of their um imperialisticness, if that's if I can use that word. They've been a lot more progressive than we think. They mentioned TNA in a, in a pro in a promo not too long ago with um, Sammy and Kevin when when they got fired and Kurt was like, "What well, TNA's hiring?" They've brought Dixie Carter on. They all well, the 
all the people I they think, do the, the the documentaries for, like AJ and Joe and stuff, they have their TNA stuff on there. Well, and I think I think it's worth noting, and we've said it before on the show, their relationship with Impact specifically changed big time when Impact no longer tried to present, not even was a threat, but no longer tried to present itself as a com- as a competitor. Okay, when when Impact embraced the idea of we are our own thing, we want to be our own thing, we're over here doing our own thing in our own lane, on our own network, with our own time. Like, once that became the modus operandi and not the, like, oh, we're the number two dog in town and we're the big competitor and we're gonna take you down. Once that stopped being the mantra... All of a sudden it became, oh, well, no, how can we work together? You do have a tape library that we would love some access to. You do have some really talented people that we would be interested in working with. You do have this, 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 and this. That's a great point, man. Because, you know, WWE's always been about the business. And they would have never cared about the business if, one, they wouldn't have started hiring so many people who had such storied histories in TNA AJ, Joe, Bobby Roode, so James Storm for the second he was there, but so Eric Young, so many people. But even Mickey, to a certain extent, because of her time there. But then, like you said, yeah, it didn't make a difference anymore because they weren't presenting themselves as a threat, which makes the whole Chris Jericho on on Stone Cold's thing this past year even more bizarre. But it's Jericho. And I mean, Jericho, it is Jericho, is like number this. one, but number two... It is Jericho number one, but number two, man, I would not be shocked after even after all his bullshit and all oh, his tickety talk, 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 if back. his contract expired this year and he were to come back so that he can end his wrestling career with the big money person who will sign his checks for the rest of his life so that he can ride off into sunset and tour with Fozzie on a Legends deal. There's three people for the record. Quick tangent that are coming back regardless. At some point, maybe it's not a long term thing, but at some point, D- Danielson is coming back because he's told you he's coming back because he said I'm a WWE guy. I just wanted his to... wife's in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, he just his his stepfather is Johnny Laurinaitis. Like he's step he has straight up said I just need to get sorry I just need to get this shit out. I need to go do these things. I need to wrestle. Yes. Spoke. I need to do it the way I want to do it, and then I'm gonna come back go. home. Here's a way that you'll understand it if you're a coming to America fan. He just wanted to sow his royal oats, and then gonna come back and do the real thing. But he'll he'll be back. Jericho will be back, and Moxley at some point will be back. I believe. Think so. I don't know. If oh, speaking I don't know of, if... he's coming back to wrestling next let's, week. Let's, um, I'm purchasing that. So if you want to go with me, cool. But I'm buying that. I mean, I have hesitations because, like, GCW gets so hardcore, and you know I'm not super into the hardcore. Um, But, like, I just want to say props to Mox for admitting that he needed help. Props props to Mox for going out to get help. And um, I hope, and I think it will happen, but I do want to put it out in the ether because it is my strong hope. I hope that Every locker room and fan base will support and embrace his journey through sobriety. Yeah. And help protect that. I especially down there in GCW because they are a bit outlawish and I really yeah. hope they do 
Um, I think and by the they way, will. I really do. I, I genuinely do. think that they will, especially because one of the positive changes in our society over the last 20 years has been the way that the talk around sobriety has changed. You know, yeah. sobriety used to be this thing that, like, because in large part because of the, like, air quotes, straight edge concept, it was very kind of prickish and preachy in the way that veganism was very kind of prickish and preachy. Yeah. Um, that's what, like, people who were sober were seen as, like, fuddy-duddy, stick-in-the-mud, I'm-not-fun-at-parties yeah. types. And our conversation around sobriety has become much more nuanced, and we've all embraced the reality that, like, oh, no, like, Billy needs to not drink because, like, Billy is a terrible person when Billy drinks. Yeah. And yeah. we should really, like, let's order him a soda and, like, really support him in this sobriety movement and, like, you know, be good people about it. If we're going to do shots, maybe we should go in the other room Yeah, and not make a big deal about it. Like, let's quietly go do this and, like, we'll come back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, as a sober person, I completely agree. And um, while, just while we're on the subject, uh, this GCW, that show, they're running the Hammerstein Ballroom. That is, they have sold the most seats in the Hammerstein Ballroom. And the Hammerstein is gonna be so fun. I'm, 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 I, I, I talk all the time about how I, I how I admire GCW and, and their, their gravitas and their boldness and how interesting they continue to be. So I want to support them in that endeavor. So I will be watching the world or home, home what it's the world. Yeah. Homecoming was last night, the world. Shout out to them. And Mox versus Homicide is going to be fantastic. Back to the Royal Rumble. So I don't think people look, people want to bring up the Forbidden Door because that's the whole thing with companies working with each other when they normally didn't, right? I don't think this is a Forbidden Door situation. I think literally they didn't, they forgot that Mickey wrestles for Impact and they're like, give them a call. We don't care. I think this goes to show how little they care about Impact, that they were like, all right, we'll take one of the people and put in the Rumble. Oh, I mean, it's definitely, it is definitely proof that they do not see Impact as a threat in any way, shape, or form. But I think that years ago, it still wouldn't have happened because Impact couldn't have handled that. Impact, like, Impact under the Dixie Carter, at the height of Dixie's regime, could not have handled this little brother treatment. Impact could never have dealt with it. I think the AEW experience humbled them in a way mm -hmm. because I think they expected it to be one thing and then it turned out to be something totally different. And so I think that the WWE is at least one of those like, well, this is the monster that we know, you know, if we can get them to embrace our brand and like yeah. put our brand out there and if we can convince them to let her bring the title... When she and, and she's coming out to hardcore country, by the way, which yeah, is her like, theme and which is her theme and her song. Like, so you know, if they can like convince WWE to let all of those things happen out there on the peacock, then um what Anthem will consider all of that brand awareness and awareness. Yeah, like this is a great way to push. All of these, especially if you can, if you can in any way, shape, or form, convince WWE to allow uh, Cole or McAfee to mention that Impact is on Axis TV on the Peacock, if it's they can convince them to even mention that at all, 
Anthem will just be like, this is worth it. We can be your little, we can be your little brother. If you can, if you can mention to your umpteen million Peacock subscribers that our world champion, our women's champion who's in this match, and I, I expect the following to happen. One of two things. She will either get a very early number and have a good run against the lower level of the women mm-hmm. so that she can get her spotlight and then, like, be eliminated by one of the people that's going to get a big push in the match. Charlotte. Or, or she comes in very late, has interaction with probably, you're right, Charlotte, because Charlotte's entered the match, and then Charlotte eliminates her and is like, I'm the only champion that matters in this match. Either of the two makes a lot of sense. You're absolutely right, and I'm happy for Mickey. Um, because Mickey knows how to do business is what it all comes down to. Well, so let's get to that. But real quick, I just want to say, um, to kind of put a ball on the forbidden door, I think everything you said is right. I agree with you, but I just I don't think this is going to be a working relationship. Oh no! Like I don't think you'll no. see Moose come over, or I don't think you'll see such and such come over, mm. or whatever, or some they send somebody. I don't think this is one of those deals. I just think. No. One of their most historically relevant women just happens to be wrestling there, and they needed her. By the way, this is the point where we point out two quick things. Number one, this Mickey thing, with respect, has got more buzz than everything it did with AAW. Number one. I'm just saying. And I know that that may sound facetious, but no, go, go look at the numbers. And number two, it goes to show maybe don't release like 80% of your women's roster before a Rare Rumble. Well, I think what it was, I think my thought really on all of that is it is not going to be a working relationship, working relationship. Absolutely not. You're 1000% correct there. However, what it does show is that the Royal Rumble is the time for them to do these things with other companies. I'm the ones that the ones that they want to have good work, like good relationships with and that they want to like develop some kind of like agreement you know because like what is the one of the things that we have said and one of the things that they've learned with impact talent is that like talents come from impact television ready Mm -hmm. you can repackage them if you want to and give them new gimmicks and all that other shit but they come they know what the hard cam is they know what the style is they know what the cues are they know what the difference is between a live promo and a taped promo like they come with all of those skills so like if you want to have a good relationship with a company like that the royal rumble is the time to do that yeah sure we can give you we can give you a competitor in this royal rumble match give them a spot give them an entrance let them get a big pop create a little bit of buzz and then they get eliminated and we'll call you next year and and you know with that thought process with again all disrespectfully i'm not trying to diss or, or tear down anybody but i'd be infinitely more interested to see these people come in come into the the rumble people who we know who we know and we have a, a relationship with who and who may be in a different company which makes things interesting then see Ricochet or Tozawa or um, uh, Dana Brooke. And because they're all great performers, and Ricochet in his own right probably should be higher on the card, but whatever. But this is more interesting to me because you don't know what they're going to do with Mickey now. Whereas you could have said, if Mickey would have just been a free agent and they brought her back, oh, well, she ain't going to win. 
She's not going to win now, but at least there is the preponderance of, well, they can't mess this up with impact. So what are they going to do? You know, so it's, I think it's infinitely more interesting. Oh, yeah. I think it breathes a whole new way to book the Rumble because now you can go and call another company and say, Absolutely. can we use this person for this match? Absolutely. And to your point, give me give me Jonathan Gresham in the Royal Rumble match over a tag team wrestler that I know is not going to win the match and that's only there because you need 30 bodies any day of the week. Because no. it's like, oh shit, what's Jonathan Gresham doing here? What y'all going to do with this? How's he going to be used in this match? I'm this saying, is interesting. It's so much more interesting. Um, they'd probably keep with people that they know the... the probably. The, their 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 fan base knows Probably. but you know what aj styles changed so much it has showed them that the pop that he got when he came in just a like a guy that they've never the ever even ever even put on their radar is is still can still be get one of the biggest pops and people know him now he was in orlando so that helped but still but to that point, to that point, there are rumors that they are going to have a similar surprise for the men's rumble. I don't know that I believe them, but you know. know. But if they, if they, but if it was true, who are you thinking? I don't know, because I don't know what company they would work with. Uh, so the two we laughed at, we joked about. Uh, Yo, man, give happen. me my man. Yeah, give me my man Naito in the rumble. Let me see that Destino. Look. If there was ever, a t- I'm sorry, Jeremy. I'm sorry, Josh. If there was ever a time for Naito to come over to WWE, it's now. It ain't gonna happen, but because yeah. I know he's, I know he, I know he got the first title match against Okada. <laughs> but like he's a tag. Okada wins. Well, clearly, right? <laughs> and and those two go out there and try to kill each other every match, so we know that. But you're, he's a tag wrestler at this point because his knees are about as bad as yours. No diss. That's pretty bad, man. That's pretty bad. So go get the bag. You're going to be a legend forever in Japan. You can always go back. Go get that two-year deal and get that get downside $1.5 million guaranteed. But, I mean, you know, I agree with that. But, I mean, again, those are just rumors. And, you know, you got to take all these rumors with a grain of salt, especially if those rumors come from Uncle Dave Shitrag. Because well, we never talked about the other part about the Mickey James situation. Oh, what's the other part about the I apologize for stopping you. So, so the other part is, and you're going to disagree with me here, which is going to make this conversation fun. Okay, go but ahead. Mickey, I will, I will, we hear on the edge say all the time, we'll never begrudge anybody from getting these rich, 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 rich white people money. Go get the money. Go get the bag. Go get the bag. But I got to tell you, you are hurting the situation, in my opinion, and you are... Killing and setting, not killing, but you are brainwashing and setting up the fan base at a, to a certain level when you are done wrong and rightfully come out and 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 um, go at a company for doing you wrong, like Mickey did with the whole getting fired out of nowhere and then sending her the trash bag. But then mm-hmm. to just go back almost negates everything you said because people were writing for you. Right. People were riding for Mickey. People were riding for all these people who have been wrongfully done by WWE over the past two years, uh, uh, unjustly fired for no reason, forced to move across the damn country for nothing, called up and given nothing, being I won't say mistreated because nobody that I know has been mistreated personally, but professionally done wrong. And then 
like to come out and show the world that you've been d- done wrong with factual evidence and have everybody on your side. And then like not even months later, oh yeah, I'm gonna go back. Well, what the fuck were you mad about? I know there's more nuanced than that. I get that. People are people are not a monolith. But to me, it almost makes me not trust the things you say anymore. Because if it was that bad, if you were done that wrong, and that's the second time you've been done wrong by that company, you were done that wrong, why won't you ever fucking go back, especially when you have a fantastic situation right now? It, it bothers me personally, not enough to like not care about Mickey, because I still do, but it bothers me personally because I'm a person who believes in the things you tell me. I believe in the things you say. They matter to me. So you can't just say and do something and then do the exact opposite of that and expect people to be okay with it. Bruh, I hear everything that you're saying. Mm-hmm. And everything that you're saying is valid. And all of those criticisms are real, and I feel them. I only have one question. Only one. And that is, how many zeros? <laughs> I only have one question, and that is how many zeros? How many zeros are on the check? Because, like, I hear you, and you write. You write. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. Especially in this situation. I'm just applying it to this situation. To this one right here. Right here. I'm not going back to work for them. This is a one-night thing. I'm going to come in. They've let me... They letting me wear my current shit, use my current jam, referring to me by my current title. You know, I might convince them to let me bring this bell, like try to get the company plugged, all that shit. I'm here for one fucking night. I can come in. I can do this job, do whatever the fuck they ask me to do. I can roll the fuck out. How many zeros are on this check? (laughs) How many? Because like, Here's my thing, dog. Like, no, no lie, no lie. If there are the right number of zeros in this check, I can do it for one night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much because you're so right. I hate you so much, and that makes me feel bad about myself because I'm like, I just gave that beautiful soliloquy, and now, yeah, I think I agree. <laughs> Like, no, because everything you said is valid. No, everything you said is valid. All of those criticisms are real. All of those criticisms are real. And everything about it, I feel it. But it's just like, man, how many zeros? Because, like, (laughs) you're corrupt. These are corrupt asshole billionaires anyway. Like, we always say, get all of their money while you can. Do what you got to do. She got kids. She got a husband who refuses to leave his dead-end company. (laughs) He's off his face, yes. She got mouths to feed. So, like... That's a fair point. Look, People keep asking... By the way, people keep asking why Nick Aldis don't ever leave NWA, why he refuses to leave NWA. Because he don't don't need to. He ain't got to worry about that bread. He's Mr. Mickey James. Well, that's I was going to say because he can't. But yes, that's probably part of it, too, that he don't need to. Yes. Um, nobody out here. Not now. 
hit a point maybe. Well, nobody out here caping for, oh, we got to get us Nick Aldis. I'm sorry. No, no, but he could have gone back. He could at least go back to Impact and gone back to doing that Magnus shit. Well, that's probably why he didn't go back, because I wouldn't go back to that shit either. Um, but yes, journalism, please. I had to get that out of, out of my system because I've been waiting on that. That's hilarious. Oh, no, no, no. I just, okay, so like to go back to our previous journalism, all of that stemmed from a lot of rumors in the dirt sheets. And you can never trust these rumors in the dirt sheets, especially if those rumors come from Uncle Dave shit rag, because we keep telling y'all Uncle Dave is a piece of shit and he keep coming out here in these streets proving he's a piece of shit. Brother Rance, hit him with this bullshit. Dave Meltzer. What else we got? I mean, no. Do you want to talk about it? Do you? Okay. I mean, just we don't have to like full no, on it, get into it's, it. It's worthy. Of, it's worthy. Of, it's worthy of at least a small conversation. Yeah. Because the point he was trying to make is salient. The way he made it, as often, is stupid as fuck. There are rumors that the WWE. Well, the, so we know factually. That WWE is going and having a show in Saudi Arabia. It's blood money season, y'all. It's blood money season. That is factually set on the calendar February 19th. There is a rumor, however, that they're going to run their Elimination Chamber pay-per-view out there. Now, the idea of a chamber in Saudi Arabia is one that is not the most politically correct, given their history and the things that they do over there to people who they don't like. So, yes, I get that. But uh, Mr. Meltzer proceeded to not only not not in a tweet, not in a personal comment, but in his actual observer newsletter, compare this to Auschwitz and said they might as well just call it WWE Auschwitz or go to Auschwitz or something like that. Now, look, I think the words were, did they call it this because or did they schedule it here because Auschwitz was closed? Jesus Christ, that is... And it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? As someone who's actually been to Auschwitz, like, actually been there, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Like, for real, for real? You making a joke out of the fucking concentration camp? It's 2022, what the fuck? And you know, so, the past couple weeks we've talked a lot about diversity and inclusion and Things like that. And these and are reasons why we talk about to say, And what yes. not to say when you, your fuck shit gets brought up. And these are why, why, part of the reason why we talk about it, because I'm a black man, Kyle's a Hispanic gay man. We've, we've knocked out all of the, uh, so many of the minority people of color, um, non-majority quotas, right? Between the two of us. And all three of our what we consider ourselves as or what we are are have we've all had our traumas in our lifetimes right i don't want to go through that so we you understand the things that even me being a black person like there's you shit don't joke about especially not in a in a paid newsletter well and just the way like the way that you said it and then when it gets brought up later, coming with the like, with the, essentially the I have Jewish friends defense. Oh, well, hey, I've been getting I have black friends my whole life, so uh, it, it, don't, it don't even phase me like that no more. 
uh, it's just it's not so much that it phases you, but it's just like, man, how many times you got to tell people what not to do before like people pay attention? You know, but I, I'm I don't I don't I don't fault Dave anymore because he has shown himself to be who he is. Yeah, I don't understand why these people keep supporting him. And they keep standing say, so hard. And people are, are, are caping to say, well, it was just a joke. And jokes fucking matter. People kill themselves over some jokes. Like, and, I, and I'm a big proponent of, like, jokes are jokes and it's not a big deal. This one is huge. This is a major yeah, yeah. deal. This it's isn't a dude gross. making a joke to his friend. This isn't a dude making a joke in a joking situation. This is a journalist making a joke in his journalistic newsletter. What are yeah. we doing? It's real gross. It's real fucking gross. I wouldn't like it if I made that joke to you, just personally in me and you talking, but That's even what I'm then, saying. it's still personal. Well, and like, I'm not going to... F- I'll be with you in, okay, fine, I won't fault Dave, because you're right, Dave has revealed who he is on numerous occasions. But I will go back to what you just said, like, I wouldn't want that personally, like, between you and me. I'm a fault the co-host a little bit like you heard an Auschwitz joke and you just let that shit go like you didn't no, say this was on the nothing. newsletter this wasn't on this wasn't on verbal then I'm then, then wrote editor, this in the, the layers of editing the layers of the editors and publishers like that's on that's on them you read this yeah you read a holocaust reference and yeah. clicked send anyway you hit way, publish you know who now uh, whose network the observer is a part of, right? No, tell me. Sports Illustrated. Oh Lord. Oh. So I know that I know that got back to them. I know it did. Because Dave doesn't apologize ever, and he apologized nope. immediately. Yep, he hit with he hit with that fuck shit apology. Ooh. And you know you can always tell when a mediocre white man has never been forced to apologize for some shit because they can never do it right. Yeah, they never leave with, I'm sorry, I was wrong. It's always, well, you know, this situation happened, so if this situation would have happened, I wouldn't have to do it. Or it's always just like, here's the context for my fuckery, which excuses my my culpability. Um, While we're on the subject, I'm not even going to talk about what a chamber match in Saudi Arabia, I'm not even going to talk about that. What I am going to ask you is, as a person who has openly and consistently said, you know, you're not going to watch it in Saudi Arabia, which I respect. If they do run the elimination chamber in Saudi Arabia, the chamber, whatever you want to call it, and it is canon. So like the the, the results it, matter. Yes. And like the winner of the chambers are going to fight the champions at WrestleMania. How would that make you feel? How would you process that? Well, I mean. I will say, one, in consistency with my prior stances, I still ain't watching that shit. Facts, I got you. Um, That's just, I'm not doing it. Um, I'll read about it on Fightful or Chair Shot later. Um, Number two, at this point, like, if I'm just going to keep it a buck, at this point, like, WWE has run out of ways to disappoint me. Like, they okay. could do literally nothing else to, like, 
disappoint or like well, there's, there's a little there's a little, com- there's, there's a little country um like right above the 38th parallel don't be careful be careful what you're talking about like i mean even that wouldn't surprise or insult or shock me anymore i could see him doing it i could see him doing it okay like, if the check don't bounce i could see him doing it it would shock me because of who his homie is if you know what i mean i mean i feel you i feel you I feel you. Um, but like, either way, either way, um, it wouldn't phase me just because like, this is a company that did mass layoffs during a pandemic and cited budget cuts inside of, in the face of record revenues. Um, this is a company that for years insulted our intelligence or disappointed us or, you know, showed blatant racism and homophobia and transphobia. So, like, nothing surprises me no more. I mean, I mean, you're right. I, I hate I hate your answer, but it's so true. Shitty people um, being shitty will never surprise me. It's just like to get it back to the Uncle Dave of it all. It's just like I can't be surprised that Meltzer did something shitty because Meltzer done been shitty. I, I will say this, and forgive me for saying something positive about the situation, because I know how you feel and I respect it, and I tend to agree with most of it, although I am the idiot that watches everything. Um, but I will say that I think it is interesting and maybe even to a certain extent good, because so much of the criticisms of those shows were they glorified house shows that don't matter, so why should I watch them? But they're kind of forcing people to watch now. And I think that's for most for for most people who don't st- stand on the on the on the uh, pretenses and on the actual uh, what's what I'm looking for principles the principle thank you I knew it was a PR word the principles that you have because you're a very principled man uh, yeah for most people I think that breeds interest I don't know if it's good or bad but it breeds interest because like maybe the WWE match of the year last year was in Saudi Arabia Edge versus Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell. So it makes you almost say, well, do I have to watch this shit? So, No, that's fair. That is fair. Um, but in any case, y'all, we're going to take a quick break because we got to pay some bills. And then when yes. we come back, we're going to hit you with some litig- litigious fuck shit. There you go. Perusantees.com slash the chair shot. Go get some shit. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com Thechairshot.com Always use your head Thanks for helping us pay those bills, y'all And while you're at prowrestlingtees.com forward, forward slash thechairshot Getting that shit Maybe pay a couple extra dollars and get it, get it in some soft style because I've heard it feels real, real good on your skin. Um, but in any case, so MLW is out here in these streets and they done lawyered up, Brother Rance. What's that about? Look, man, MLW really out here where they want to smoke, to, to steal a phrase from the Street Profits. Um, they have geared up 
with, of course, their litigation team, but with a former WWE executive who's come out now to be Susan Levison. And uh, they are, uh, they claim that uh, uh, Vice TV was warned uh, in early 2021 that, that Vince McMahon was pissed that they're airing MLW programming. So if you guys don't know, MLW, they uh, their regular weekly show is on YouTube, but they have like uh, their big shows and like recap shows on Vice. And apparently it was supposed to be more than that. Um, it was also alleged in the lawsuit, and that oh, he also said that Vice should stop working with MLW. And it was also alleged in the lawsuit um, that their conduct was illegal and antitrust. But the other part of this was the Tubi situation, where uh, if you guys don't know what Tubi is, Tubi is like a streaming service or something. But Tubi is owned by Fox, um, and uh, and apparently WWE. When WWE found out about the agreement, WWE contacted a Tubi executive located in Tubi's headquarters in San Francisco and threatened that if Tubi did not terminate the MLW contract, WWE would cease doing business with Fox and would pull important WWE programs from Fox platforms. Soon thereafter, and just days before MLW content was to begin airing on Tubi, the MLW contract was terminated, resulting in substantial losses to MLW and harm to consumers, including in California. Now, let me say this, and I'm going to throw it to you. First and foremost, I support anybody that wants to sue these motherfuckers, because if you write, you write, go get this money. And they may have legitimate points on the vice situation. But you really think Fox is never going to give up the, the bigger dollar bags, bag with Fox over Tubi? Like, let's be real. Come on, dog. That's, that's a stretch to me, because Tubi is free. <laughs> You yeah, pay for it's two. free. So, like, this is going to say, hey, that billion dollars they gave us on network television to be part of Fox Sports, give it up. We can't have these outlaw wrestling guys on our on a streaming service that we don't even know is owned by Fox. That's a bit much of a stretch for me. The other part I think is legitimate. I'm going to throw it to you. I mean, I'll say this. Um, if you can prove it in court, Go for it. Like the burden of proof is going to be on them, though, because they're this is a civil suit. So, like, the burden of proof is going to be on them to prove that, like, they were wronged and that the WWE is responsible for the wronging. Um, with Vice, they might have a leg to stand on, maybe, but it's hard to say because I think WWE will point to Dark Side of the Ring and be like, we let that shit keep going. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Like, I think they slander WWE every fucking week. I think that they might legitimately just be like, we let this entire show just continue to be a thing and we've said nothing. So. Well, man, and Jared McDevitt don't lose. Like, and I'm not saying he never will, but like, if you know the history of Jared McDevitt, the general counsel for the WWE and for Vince McMahon, he got Vince off a steroid deal when he was dead in rights. Well, I think the bigger thing for me is like, I think ML, what MLW failed to do was read the read the room bigger picture wise. They got offered that deal at a time when things were trending upward and everything was good. And then the pandemic hit and Ooh, everything point. froze and they didn't do shows for a really long fucking time. And during that time, AEW became hot in these streets and 
New Japan Strong restarted and Impact stabilized and like the landscape really, really changed big time on MLW. And I feel like a lot of the buzz, like legitimately, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like a lot of the buzz MLW had like three years ago, GCW has now. No, GCW is the hottest, the hottest non-AW WWE brand in the world right now. But I do think they built a lot of buzz for their comeback and for the War Chamber. They built a lot of buzz for that. Um, and the unfortunate part of that was you, you, it wasn't on pay-per-view. It wasn't on YouTube. You had to wait for it to come on Vice two weeks after it happened. So, yes, I don't – and Corey Bauer is doing his best to make things work there. But I, you have a great point. I want to say the two interesting things for me about this whole thing is, number one, they got they got Susan Levinson, who was uh, who was a corporate head of WWE and was just released in 2021. Mm-hmm. So to have somebody that integral to the company who was just so recently released on your side, it's interesting because the, there is a preponderance of her having inside information on the situation. And secondly, what's the saying? Uh, you come at the king, you best not miss. Well, you got to have balls to still go at the king, even if you do. And I think so many of these companies, AW not included, because they think they're on the same playing field. They're not, but they're closest to anybody. But nobody else has had the balls to actually go at them at a litigious level, right? Especially not under antitrust allegations. Yes, because they're trying to they're trying to allege that we had a monopoly, and they did, but you can't prove it because other companies are monetarily. Thought I was going to say. You also are going to have a hard time proving it because now AEW is on cable. Yes. And well, so is Impact because Impact on cable. on cable. Ring of Honor is on cable. Not a good network, not a good channel, but they were on. There's so, reality of wrestling is in like 60 markets and they're the small company here in Houston. WWE wasn't a monopoly in terms of um, in, ter- in terms of um, the, the market the way share? You, the market share for sure, but everybody looks at wrestling and thinks WWE, right? But if if it's not a true monopoly, if people are still making comparable money to the market, yeah, and if all there the, is, the well, not even comparable money to the market. If there is a market, it's not a monopoly. But the go. fact that there is a market means it's not a monopoly. That's it. A monopoly and has no market. So I'm interested to see that how that goes. I don't think they're gonna win. But I, but I sometimes it's not the, sometimes it's the shots you miss that make that that matter the most because you took it. Well, speaking of firing shots and missing, what's CM Punk up to? So, uh, are you involved in any form or fashion, or or do you know anything about the CM Punk MJF feud? Nope. Okay. So Punk and MJF have been feuding. Um, just they, t- they crossed paths, and they've been having. Epic promo battles, right? Now, as you know, Wardlow is essentially signed to MJF, right? That's his. That's his heavy, mm-hmm. but it's a sense where like you work for me. You may work at this company, but you work at this company for me. For me, right? yeah. You're under contract to me. Exactly. And you, as if you've watched, you've seen Wardlow get more and more annoyed. There was the time when he went at. Brian Pillman in Cincinnati, and uh, and MJF told Wardlow, 
don't do nothing, and Wardlow sat there and why and let MJF get his ass beat for like 30 seconds until he did something. So there has been a slow kind of burn where like you can tell Wardlow's gonna Batista's motherfucker pretty soon. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think that's that story's been well told. So MJF and Punk have been having uh these epic promo battles, and we'll talk we don't have to go into depth with that, but they've been massively entertaining. Um a little too WWE centric, but Punk wrestled there for most of his career, so I get it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen some of them where like Punk called MJF like a knockoff Miz and yep, yep, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm on board. Continue. So now you know that AEW loves to slow burn the shit out of things and well, then abruptly end them. Well, yeah, once it's done, it's over. <laughs> Well, we're not getting CM Punk versus MJF yet, but Punk had to wrestle Wardlow. In their match this past week, Wardlow powerbombed him. Now, Wardlow's powerbomb is like Batista, Kevin Nash, Sid level. Like, mm-hmm. you don't get up from one of them. You're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Powerbomb the motherfucker five times. Five times. The point where they were going to do a stretcher job. But if you, if you ever watched and Punk is doing so much Bret Hart cosplay, which is actually pretty cool if you think about it. But the Bret Hart, Kevin Nat, sorry, Diesel match, when he was going to power, he was the cockiness of him wanting to continue to powerbomb him. Uh, Punk rolled up Wardlow and won the match. Now, I, I bring this to your attention because number one, I'm high on Wardlow. It's hilarious to me that everybody keeps saying Wardlow's the one guy's gonna go to WWE. And AEW, the day uh, an article is put out about that, AEW puts out their own article of Wardlow in all caps saying, why he'll never go to WWE. It's hilarious. But um, also, I think this match is the first real time we've started to see that the Punk experiment may be, may be not thriving like we it was when he came back at the first dance. I said it before, but like, Punk reminds me of um, that Jay-Z lyric, Dark Knight fitted, die and be a hero, or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Hey, man. That's probably his... The best thing that he'll ever do in AEW is turn heel. Whenever it happens. Well, I don't even mean it from a turn heel standpoint. Literally, yeah. I mean, literally, that is Punk's arc. Punk was... This, like, voice of the voiceless, I'm the person who speaks for the disaffected fan who's, like, had it with y'all insulting their intelligence and, like, giving them shit that they've told you clearly that they don't want. And, like, I'm here to advocate for the people in this company who are actually capable of working and, like, giving the people what they want and getting the reactions. And if you just pushed them, this would be better and blah, 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 blah. But you continue to push these old veterans from the Attitude Era over us instead. And then he walked out. So die and be a hero. Or now, you know, time has passed and he's come back and he is the fucking legend who's coming into town that they are putting over the people that they should be pushing instead because he's taking up their shine and their spot. Because you can't be an enhancer of new stars if you go over all the fucking time. I'm saying, dog. And legitimately, 
legitimately. Now, if I'm wrong, please tell me, and I will happily admit I'm wrong. But if you have a match where you have, maybe I'm being slightly facetious here, but the biggest hoss in the company. Warlow is one of not the biggest hoss in the company. I would say he's probably the biggest hoss in the company now because, like, Brian Cage has been exiled. Yeah, I'm dead uh, other people It's there. like basically him or, you know, Archer, Yeah, power out. Sure. Yeah, but, but, but Warlow's the original. He's the OG, yeah. right? Um, and he hit you with this devastating move five times. And he loses that match. What's, what's, what are you going to remember leaving that match? That Warlow left Punk Lang or that Punk won? I mean, you're going to remember that Punk won because that's what they're going to reference because an AEW wins and losses matter. So, and that's my thing. Like, I, I get it if, if, the, if, if you are in a story-based company and the story was that Punk snuck by, but look what I did to him. I right, cool. They're not going to do that. And now this is me fantasy booking, so forgive me for that. But a lot of people have done this. If you let Wardlow beat Punk, Punk still got to wrestle MJF. Yep. That gives fodder for MJF to talk to, to talk shit about Punk, number one. And number two, when Punk beats MJF, which he will, clearly, Wardlow can say to MJF, I beat him, though. What happened to you? Because mm-hmm. we know that slow burn is happening. Mm-hmm. So now you have story for months. Now what's the story? The same story was last week. Well, the same story that it's going to end up being. Punk overcomes the odds. I, you know, I AEW is such a they're they're such they're such a mystery to me because they do such good shit and then they do shit that just doesn't make sense in the same breath. But through it all, the matches are great. So I guess nothing matters, right? Because the match is always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and they are what we've been saying that they are. They're a company that doesn't realize how tone deaf that they are sometimes. And that has guaranteed that they um, have a plateau instead of continued elevation. And their plateau might be very high. And it has proven to be pretty high. Mm-hmm. But it is still just that, a plateau. And I think they've reached that point. They've been around long enough. They've made enough moves, changed the channels, hiring new people, letting people go. They've made enough. You got got a new show. They've made enough moves and now been around long enough where I think the shine is starting to come off. And you're starting to see more and more people be critical of them. And not a not WWE drones, as they will call them, not people who are against the company. Not people who don't want to see the company succeed, but fans of the company, people who care about the company. I worry about I worry about their ability to overcome it, though, because they've proven time and time again, the people at the top are super fucking thin skinned and incapable of handling criticism and not responding directly to it. Like case in point to lead into our final topic of the day and we can get some chuckles in. Um, Brandy Rhodes tweeting out about how she's not involved at all in the hip hop album. So like, give it a shot. And it's like the fact that you, first of all, the fact that you felt the need to put that out there should let you know how the culture feels about you, boo. And maybe you should do something about that instead of, you know, constantly proving your inauthenticity. Um, 
Number two, the fact that you felt the need to say anything at all, like Stephanie would never. Well, yeah, I mean, but again, when you've never when you've never trained, went to school for or learned how to be a chief brand officer and you just become one because you're married to one of the EVPs. And I'm not I'm not disputing. I will never put down a black woman. I'm not trying to put down a a woman in general. But the facts are the facts. She does not have a degree in anything in communications. She has never done anything in her career of that. Uh, she went straight from being a figure skater to wrestling. She never done anything in her career that would breed to her being the chief oper- chief brand operator, chief brand operator of a multi million dollar company. I'm I'm not trying to diss her at all, but just show me the credentials and I'll shut up. Show show them to me. Steph got a master's in communication. Steph worked in this company for 20 years before she got promoted to the spot. And every position, and this isn't me sticking up for Steph. This is just comparing credentials. Brandy Rose has, has no credentials to be this position. And you see it every day. Yeah, so she felt the need to say something about it. And we might shut up about that if we saw some credentials. But what we're not fit to shut up about is... So like they making a hip hop album like the so, fuck so so let me let me let me start off by saying the positives okay 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 hit me with the positives the homie Rich Ladder is gonna be on is gonna be on this, on the on the he's producer he produced okay. track. that is a positive Rich is really good that is a positive yes Josiah's on it Leo's on it um, Mega Ran is on it so like they it's it's legitimate people that are that are play, a part of it right. Um. Uh. Well, I'm, this is I wouldn't call it, I don't know if it's positive, but Castro's on it clearly. <laughs> but um, you know, yeah, that. But so Mikey Ruckus came. Well, Mark Henry, Mark Henry's the one who first talked about it in in an interview. Um, and then Mikey Ruckus, who is the music producer, makes all the music for David for AW, uh, backed it up. And so this is what Mark Henry said in the interview. AEW is going to come out with, during Black History Month, there's a hip-hop compilation that's being put together right now that I think the world is really is going to really, really love. I always like to see people in our industry cross-brand and reach out and do things that was not expected of them. Mikey Ruckus provided more details. He said there's going to be tracks from Leo Rush, Max Caster, Sonny Kiss, Isaiah Cassidy, and others, and that 100% of the proceeds uh, are going to go to charity. Um, and this is what he said. This is what he said in his in his in his his actual tweet. Some context. This has been in the works for a while. To give better understanding, I assembled many familiar producers, musicians, rappers, and artists within our pro wrestling space to come together and make amazing music that tells the stories of our black talent. This is a celebration of black excellence. It is pure, authentic storytelling. Each star getting an original song written about their come up. We will press a limited commemorative CD for purchase with 100% of the proceeds going to charity. And then he mentions a whole bunch of people. Um, Two of the guys from the um, uh, Grapsity podcast are on there. Righteous Reg is on there um, and a bunch of other people. Um, Montezzi, uh, TZ Jones, who is Swerve's. Uh, hype man and partners on there, which is I'm sure how Rich got involved, and so on and so forth. Um, now, I have no qualms with them making that record. I think that's dope. I have no qualms with them giving the proceeds to uh, to 
charity. I think that's dope. The issue comes when you label it a Black History album because we're releasing it in Black History Month. And you're saying this two weeks after your CEO and president and owner trashed a black woman for no reason when she just talked about diversity. And you and he was able to say how many black friends he has in 240 characters. But there's it it, it, it does not pass the smell test. Tone deaf. Inauthentic. I, and I feel bad for the people involved because they got good people involved. I just. <sighs> people don't read the room. People don't read the room. White men never learn and people don't read the room. Oh, I wish we were record. I wish y'all could see the video of this right now. Mm. The bewilderment on my brother's mm. face is so fantastic. Mm. I'm j- I have nothing to say, you know, because again, I'm sure musically it'll be great. You know, all the people that you named are really good. All of them are really, really good. Decided for Rich. That's a great platform for him. Um, Hell yeah. Like, fuck yeah. Rich is super, super talented and he deserves that. But like at the same time, like this company is just like so you can tell that they lack PR. Like, just say you're releasing a hip-hop album. Compilation. Boom. Done. You want to... And that you're going to donate the proceeds to charity. Also, like, pick a charity. Announce what it is. And for the love of fucking God, it better be a good one. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. that Because the word... Yeah, because the words, we're going to donate the proceeds to charity, sound great. Uh, That sounds wonderful when you say them but like there are a lot of charities out there what charity are you going to give this money to are you going to give it to a charity like the susan g komen foundation that doesn't actually do any cancer research they just sell merchandise and do branding um are you gonna sell are you gonna give it to like an organization that's actually out there in these streets like making things better for people experiencing things like house uh homelessness poverty inaccess to health care lack of affordable food etc 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 like what kind of charity are you giving this to who's going to benefit from it uh, i am dubious of any company not just a wrestling company literally any company i am dubious Ooh. of the intention behind oh we're gonna donate this to charity because i also want to see okay you donate things to charity like whose campaigns are you donating to there you go yeah yeah how many tax how much are you get off your taxes who um like who are y'all supporting for your local and federal offices? What kind of laws are you lobbying for? And Tony may vote one way, but we know Daddy votes another. Daddy and Vince have a lot of the same friends. Um they may have I'm... similar feelings about things in the world. <laughs> Much more alike than you than they than they would like to put off. Uh, by the way, happy birthday, Sammy Man. It was yesterday. So, you know, if nobody tells you happy birthday because your daddy won't, we will. Well, um, hey, 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 hey. Shane and Tony have probably a lot in common. They're probably <laughs> doing lines together. Ah. <laughs> the thoughts and ideas of Mr. Kyle Moore <laughs> do actually uh, agree with the uh, Outside Edge podcast and Cheshire Radio Network. 
Um, no. Can I tell you the thing that, that offends me the most about this? Mm. I think, I like the idea, I like that. Like you said, if you take this away from Black History Month and from February and that, you just make it an album, much like Reckless Intent or WWE The Music, nobody cares. Here's what offends me the most, though. As a black man and simultaneously as a hip-hop fan, why is that the thing you chose to give me for Black History Month? We're so much more than just fucking hip hop music. I have an answer. I have an answer. I have an um, answer. um, um, you in the red jacket. Because they don't highlight people of color enough to have black history things to show you about their company. Oh, well, you know, that may be true. That may be true. You know, look. You can't, you can't, you can't spend 28 days showing Jade win the TBS championship as your Black History Month highlight. No, don't forget Scorpio won that damn ring. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget. So so then knowing this company and the way that they do it, they'll promote Scorpio and the ring on TBS and they'll promote (laughs) Jade and the TBS title on Rampage. Oh, man, like, I want you to do so much better, A.W., my God, but I don't have any faith in Tony Khan at all. Um, I I have faith in Mark Henry, and I hope he can get through to that guy and, and let him help some of this. But, my God, like... I want to have faith in Kenny and the Bucks, but Kenny and the Bucks are your classic example of liberal white moderates. Like, I have, I they have, have... faith in Kenny and the Bucks, for sure. Like, they, their intentions are not outwardly prejudicial, and they're not, like, intentionally awful, but, like, they're only willing to go so far, and they don't yeah. see how the things that they're not willing to push for hurt and impact the cause. If, if I can big up Kenny for just one second, I will say this. He did not deserve any of what happened to him on Twitter. That was uncalled Never. for. and and, and called for. And... He fucked up with what he said, and he owned up to it. But that doesn't mean that he deserves all of the hate and the, the yeah, trashings no, he that gets was on a regular for. basis. It's bullshit. Be better people, y'all. Um, but I appreciate the fact that if we look at the three UVPs and what they're in charge of, we know Kenny's in charge of the women's division. I never hear the Bucks or Cody stick up for their divisions, ever. They don't have to, but I never do. Kenny is regularly coming out and saying how much he cares about the division, how much he wants more for this, how much he's trying to do that. And I appreciate that because even if it's just like lip service, it makes me feel like you're fighting a fight and you're just not winning. I didn't even feel like anybody was fighting the fight for them. But it feels Mm. like there's a fight being fought, like Fit fought for the women in the WWE for all those years. He didn't win for a long time, but eventually it got through, right? Right. At, at least I feel like Kenny's fighting. And I agree with you on the idea of them like not going to a certain level. But, I mean, I just want the women to do so much better mm-hmm. because they're so good. Mm-hmm. They're so, and there's so many good women out there available now. They're like, you got a Mercedes. You know, you have the possibility to sign uh, Taya and, and, and Athena and so many great women you can't sign these women and come half step and still have one fucking women's match. A sh- Rob Burnett, the homie Rob Burnett, uh, is doing an actual weekly breakdown of how many women's matches are on every show: Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 
um, and uh, Rampage and, and Dynamite. And the numbers from 2021 are staggering for AEW. Like, do better. Everybody do better. But especially AEW do better because you've been in the news too many times for the issue with your women and for the issues with representation. Do better, dog. It's not hard. You you make the matches. You pick and choose who wins. You pick and choose who matters. Because Hangman Page wouldn't have been world champion three years ago. Facts. So, I'm let me get off my let me get off my soapbox. I apologize. And on that note, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. S'mores. You can find the show on Twitter at Outsiders Edge CS, and you oh. can find the Good Brother Rants on Twitter at uh, It's Ray Cash R E Y is a Mysterio C A C A S H as in them dollars. Apparently, Mickey James got for this damn match. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are a part of the Chairshot Radio Network at Chairshot Media, where you always get some. I'm sorry, always use your head. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> D- different conversation. And as always, y'all, we here at the Outsiders Edge are some increasingly less young gentlemen doing everything that we can trying to make it out here in this world. And sometimes we're going to hit you with them quick facts like, I understand the criticism, but how many zeros are in that check? Get paid, young person. Get paid. And other times we're going to hit you with them serious criticisms like, your intentions might be good, but your timing is terrible. There's more times to celebrate black people than just the 28 days of February. Learn that. But no matter what, we're just out here chasing our dreams, and you have got to respect that. Because if you don't, well, just like CM Punk and these young bloods, we sure don't give a fuck. Well, technically, if you have a big enough check with enough zeros, we may start to give a fuck. But until the check comes, fuck them. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. How many zeros again? Not enough.